All right, what's up, everybody? We're two weeks into the NBA season. Here we go. We got some more things starting to take form here. Victor Odalipo got named Eastern Conference Player of the Week with DeMarcus Cousins being named Western Conference Player of the Week. And the Cavaliers have less wins than the Phoenix Suns. What's going on here, Sean? Hey, what's up? We got a party over here on my side. We got guest hosts Aaron and Mark, some Aggie teammates. Let's go. Nice. Wow, wow, wow. Let's go. They're they're basketball fans and they want to be part of the podcast and here we are. All right, what's going on here? How how are the Cavs? How do the Cavs have less wins than the Phoenix Suns two weeks into this NBA season? Well, let's all overreact and say that the Cavs are too old and they're done. (laughs) Yeah, well, no team chemistry, the Kardashian curse. Like, there's so many factors, man. Once you start dating a Kardashian, it's downhill from there. Yeah, that's what they say. Well, here's a trivia question for you guys to kick this thing off. Um, who was the last first-round rookie who did not have their fourth option picked up? Ooh, any thoughts? I have a good guess. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, hmm, let's think about that. <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to pass. I'm going to say Anthony Bennett. Ah, you looked up the answer, didn't you? No, I didn't. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) No, that is a good guess, though. Yeah, basically, Anthony. (laughs) Right, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It was a good guess. Yeah, Anthony Bennett. And I mean, oh, but... And that leads perfectly to this next to our first headline talk, which is Jahil Okafor, who won't get his fourth his option picked up neither. Not only that, but he's requesting a buyout or trade from the Philadelphia 76ers. My thoughts, I've, this is a long time coming. No surprise here. He's a talented player, and he's just not. He's missing out on playing time. Um, he's not getting an opportunity to play. What do you think about this, Sean? And you guys? Is he really that good, though? Let's think about that. <laughs> Jahil Okafor, who 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 want him? <laughs> who want him? Who? Oh, I want to buy out. Like you, Jahil Okafor. Like you ain't done nothing. You ain't. First wait. of all, first of all, it's Big Jaw Jaleel Okafor, not Jahil. <laughs> <laughs> like Jamil Hill. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I, point is, point is, he's not that good. Who's gonna trade for him? Who really wants him though? Like who's boy, excited about him being on the dude, trade? I, I I honestly think ja, he's pretty good. <laughs> I like, think so too. That's what I was gonna say. He's yeah, a pretty. He, I think he he's a decent player. I mean, okay. he yeah, was decent talk- his rookie year, and he didn't really do nothing after that. Nerlens Nerlin Noel like bodied him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I'll go for it. I was going to say, so just to give some context, so the, for the first three, 53 games his rookie year, he did average 17 points, 4.7 rebounds on 50% shooting. I mean, that's pretty good for a dude that almost stands seven feet tall. And we're talking about a guy who's only 21, 20 years old. Why do you lose his spot, though? Well, see, that's the thing. Right. Well, that's so that's a good question. Since he got hurt, he, uh, he got replaced by Simmons. He got replaced by Embiid. And when Noel was there, too, he was replacing him, too. And now we're seeing this year, Amir Johnson, Robert Covington, Sarge are all getting minutes over him. Well, maybe he need to step his game up, right? Right? He's not getting <laughs> the opportunity, though. Right? I <laughs> mean, it's hard to, to step over Joel Embiid. I mean, just because you're not as good as jo- or better than Joel Embiid, I don't think that means you're a terrible, you don't belong in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a I'm lot not... of people out there could okay. still use his service. One, okay, but one <laughs> thing you got to look at, too, aside from just the playing aspect, since his rookie year, <laughs> 
he's been kind of complaining about being in that Sixers locker room. Like, since his rookie year. So maybe there's a more to why he's not getting playing time. That's what I'm saying. Just his stats. That's what I'm saying. You don't remember? Uh, I, you remember his rookie year when he knocked that dude out? <laughs> that I, I was going to bring the that bar. up. You remember that? Yeah, I was going to bring <laughs> that up. I mean, I, I definitely think there's more to it than just the basketball thing. I will agree with you on that. But I don't think that means he's a, he's a bad player and doesn't belong in the NBA. I definitely think he's still good and he could be worth something to somebody out there. To the Lakers. Well, yeah, so the, the teams that are looking to get him right now are the Nets, and I heard the Celtics are also in the mix, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would be nice, though, on the Celtics. He's kind of good there. So here's the interesting thing about the Nets is they have a good chance in terms because just the, they just have a bundle of second-round picks that could actually be worth something, and the Philadelphia 76ers might want to get rid of Okafor without necessarily taking anything in return. So that would be a good trade for them, and necessarily they get these picks back. Um, and the Brooklyn Nets all of a sudden might be a little bit better than people thought, and that could have a ripple effect affecting more than anybody, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that'd be interesting if that goes down. So you really think Jaleel Okafor brings enough to the Nets that he would actually make them like a playoff contender? I think, I mean, may, maybe. I think so, yeah. That, I'm going to go with a controversial statement and say that, yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's enough to make that Brooklyn pick that the Cavaliers were sitting on thinking it was going to be really valuable to all of a sudden probably get cut in half in terms of value. Aaron completely disagrees I mean, with you. Come on now. <laughs> He's nodding his head over here. Come He's on waiting now. his turn. <laughs> What's the Nets record this year? Are they playing good? I they're, mean, they're playing I pretty good. They're playing really good. Yeah. Well, they ain't going to make the playoffs. With or without Jaheel, whatever his name, or Jamil. And the Cavs about to trade that pick very soon anyways. So. Yeah, but so that pick's already not looking that good because the Nets have already gotten to 500 mm-hmm. right now. They're looking like they might make the you playoffs. Think, you think the, the league is scared of that right now? You think a, a GM telling, hey, hey, I want to give you this first round pick. Oh, the Nets won five games. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I know. mean, I think so. I think so when you look at the, I mean, Sean, you broke down the how the, the lottery has changed a little bit, so all of a sudden the the lesser you the less the lesser of a team you are doesn't necessarily mean you have a higher chance of a pick so the better that team gets it increase it decreases your chances for that first round for that top three pick even more than it did in years past so i mean i gotta think the cavaliers are freaking out a little bit about about the all of a sudden how the nets are playing and then if they get um jahil okafor on their team i don't know man so I do I'd think be worried. that if they do have Jaleel Okafor, they do win a few more games, and that does make the Cavs getting the Nets pick a lot worse. No, dude, the Cavs aren't worried. Like, they're good either way. Cause, okay, Bruh, let's say the let's say the Nets the Nets. No, dude, they're gonna they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna get their season together. We all everyone knows that. Come on, let's not lie to ourselves. <laughs> and then. They just have this pick, and if it's high, they're going to trade it, and they're going to get Boogie Cousins. Oh. I'm, I'm calling it right now. They're going to trade for Boogie Cousins <laughs> if it stays high. And let's say, let's say the Nets have a, have a good season. Let's say they get like eight. Who is this guy? Let's say they get like, let's say they get like eight. They still gonna ha- they're still going to have a good first-round pick, and they're going to probably like go to the finals still too, and maybe LeBron leaves, but they'll still have uh, that high pick, and they'll still have Isaiah Thomas and whatever. Like They set their team up already, like. They're chilling. All right, let's go to the Cavs then. Um, (laughs) So right now the Cavs have less wins than the Suns. 
um, and the Cavs are sitting outside of the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. So through the first, through the last six games, they've allowed 124 points, 114, 123, 112, followed by another 112, and then 114. And all these losses have come from teams: the Nets, Pacers, Knicks, and even barely winning against the Chicago Bulls. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers need to make a trade ASAP with that Brooklyn Nets pick. And get something in return that'll help turn their, this defense around because they're playing horrible right now. Um, and I don't think they're going to figure it out. I think they're going to figure it out, sure, and they'll probably still finish top three in the Eastern Conference. But they're just going to end up getting swept again in the NBA Finals. Or maybe possibly upset in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm thinking that. Um, I'm definitely, if I'm Tyron Lue, I'm definitely freaking out right now. Yeah, I don't know about freaking out. It's still the Cavs. It's still LeBron James. They're three and five now, but eight games, dude. That's ten percent of the season. Like halfway through, they're still gonna have like twenty-five wins. They'll turn it around. You think so? So yeah, that's like their biggest the weakness. Should be freaking out. <laughs> yeah, true. Like the Warriors yeah. almost got to a five hundred record. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah. So you keep that in mind, but when you compare, I think these two teams are way too different in terms of like the Warriors can figure it out. They're a pretty talented squad, but considering where the Cavaliers are, are lacking or their biggest weakness is something that's carried on from last year as well. So they're ranked right now, 27th in defensive rating last year. We're tied for 22nd. So their defense is actually getting worse um, without their team actually getting any better to solve that issue in particular i mean you bring in derrick rose Dwayne wade not really known as defensive stoppers and everybody's just one year older um and then you're light at the end of the tunnels isaiah thomas a dude not really known for defense i'm not really sure if the cavaliers got anything to really be optimistic about on that front yeah i mean you still have lebron i mean kevin love's really gotta step it up I mean, he's supposed to be the second option on this team right now, and I've only been seeing him put up very mediocre double-doubles sometimes. Two mm-hmm. words. Kardashian curse. <laughs> They're just really figuring it out, though. Like, they had LeBron James at point guard. Like, they don't know. This is still, like, preseason for them. Like, they're really not worried, I, I think. But I definitely think they're going to trade, or they should trade that pick for Boogie Cousins. <laughs> you never really know it may just be a chemistry thing like yeah. i mean you're trying to play Dwayne wade on the ball but then all of a sudden they're like oh he's a great player off the ball so now you're putting lebron at point guard so it's like they're just kind of playing around with what they can do what's the best possible option until they can get a true point guard in there that's not made of glass bones and paper skin right yeah i think that's the problem that they have right now is that they're they don't have a replacement for Kyrie yet like he was mm-hmm. huge they, on that they team. need isaiah they need isaiah in there. <laughs> yeah like i don't know derrick rose is just isn't gonna cut it right now i think they're really hey. seeing the impact of Kyrie being gone wait now. but low-key on the low doesn't derrick rose kind of look nice like i've seen some highlights he's been looking shifty like like healthy i'm like whoa yeah but he ain't no Kyrie, dude no i know i know i'm yeah. just saying i was yeah. surprised no, he's playing better I mean, the, than I thought he would for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying there's so much the problem with this he's team though, isn't there isn't their ability to score. It's so much to stop people from scoring so much on them. And we're talking people who are eclipsing 120 points as a team, teams like the Indiana Pacers. I mean, a team who really's got nothing else going on up for them other than Miles Turner and Victor Odolipo. But you have guys like Sabonis or these other dudes scoring over 15 points on you. 
Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we're gonna we'll get to those, some of those Pacers a little later, though, for sure. Like, they are looking really nice right now. They got some exciting mm -hmm. stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, so, what do you think? At the end of November, do you think this team is still sitting 10th in the Eastern Conference? No. No. They'll be like third. They'll be like third. That's a Again, ridiculous that's, question, bro. They're going to go on a, on a big win streak eventually. Like, they're in the, in the boo-boo East, too. That's why, in my opinion, yeah. they just need to figure out that team chemistry thing, and then I think they'll be back to the top. Maybe they yeah. won't finish at the top, but they're definitely a postseason team. I mean, last year they were second to the Celtics, but, like, everyone knew it was going to be Warriors-Cavs again. I think that's how it'll be. They just need to figure out that team chemistry. And once Tristan Thompson breaks up with a Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> they need yeah, I... I think by the end of November, I don't think we'll see this team in third. I actually think we'll still see. Well, they'll be around fifth place, sixth place in the East. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I think it's going to take a while for them to figure out some of these things. And then the reason for that is like they're right now technically one of the easier parts of their schedule. Once they actually start playing against some of these Western Conference powerhouses, ooh, yeah, things yeah, are going to be looking too to good for sure. Yeah, right. So let's go back to uh, the NBA players of the week. So. Well, my second trivia question was, which NBA center is averaging more assists than Kyrie so far up to this season? Well, I think or I know the answer now that we got to this part. <laughs> yeah. Boogie Cousins. Boogie, Boogie Cousins. Boogie. The Marcus Cousins. The Western Conference Player of the Week. A dude that's that's um, averaging 5.9 assists, 29 points, and 13 rebounds. Um, the Pelicans are doing bad, but DeMarcus Cousins is balling up. What are your thoughts on that? What's your reaction to DeMarcus Cousins? He puts up numbers. He does that all the time, but like the team is always bad. Like he can he can just put up stats. Nah, he's nice. Don't listen to this guy. <laughs> they, they, they're doing him, they're doing him right now like they were doing my man Russ. He ain't good. <laughs> he just ball hogs. Look at him now. He's still balling with ballers on his team. Put DeMarcus Cousins on the Cavs, they're winning the NBA Finals. Oh. I'll call it it right now. If, and if we're going to talk about happens. team chemistry with the Cavs, you really think DeMarcus Cousins is a <laughs> chemistry guy? LeBron James can make anybody <laughs> play together. He played with a guy on his team that had relations with his mom. <laughs> Delonte <laughs> West. We all know that. He went there. <laughs> well, yeah, but they, they lost in the Eastern Conference that year. They were the number one seed, and they were upset. That's when he was a young a youngin, though. He's all grown up now. He he can he can deal with that. LeBron will get him straight. Bro, honestly, at this point in like their careers, it's getting kind of late. I think they're willing to put everything aside just to get that title. I mean, look at guys like Carmelo. I mean, he's used to having his numbers, his time on the ball. But I mean, this year we've seen kind of like a new Carmelo who's actually playing as a teammate. Like he's not right. necessarily looking for his numbers. He's doing whatever it takes to get to that finals because that's all everyone makes fun of him for. <laughs> Yeah, true. I mean, Russell's done that too. I mean, he's become more of a team player. We've seen his points go down a ton, but we haven't seen Demarcus Cousins do it. Like he's still putting up the same numbers with Anthony Davis on the floor. Bro, that team sucks. They have two players, yeah. <laughs> and they're both sinners. Like, what are they doing? They have no one else on their team. Yeah, well, I've yeah, I'm standing up for Demarcus here. Cousins on this one too. I think that team is just terrible. Yeah, no, not so much at fault with Demarcus Cousins. Is, does this team make the playoffs with DeMarcus Cousins staying there the whole year? Possibly. They need to that trade him for Kevin Love. <laughs> that doesn't help the Pelicans. They need to trade <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins for Kevin Love in the first pick. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I don't think that helps though. I don't know. I think this is just a terrible franchise the way it's been run. I think they need to fire the general manager and and like I said one of our previous podcasts like the only way for this team to really do any make any noises for is to just wait it out um or somehow pull something out of the creative hat and make some crazy trade because here's a here's something that I pulled up. So in the last 7 years this organization has only had two first round picks because of terrible trades that they've made and those picks that were trade turned into drew holiday and omar asik and of course the marcus cousins with the trades with the 2016 so they don't have a lot to show for all these trades that they've made in the last several years um and it's put them in the spot that they are now with no salary cap um and oversaturation of players in in the same position they've got like five centers on this <laughs> roster uh guys that can't shoot your free agency pickups were rajon rondo and tony allen dudes that have historically been known to not be good shooters i mean you pair them up with two dudes that like to play inside i think this is more of a, a team ish team building issue and the man at fault is del dams the general manager honestly yeah that's all i agree with you i mean it's kind of it, this is going to be kind of far out because this franchise does belong to Anthony Davis kind of in a sense. Like, this is his team. But mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of need to push him out of the franchise and get, like, a handful of, like, pretty good players to build around. No, no, no. Now, then no, you're no. just making them the I Kings again, though. What huh? they need to you're do... Just, they're just well, becoming the Kings again if they have DeMarcus Cousins and a bunch of role players. No, they should keep no, 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 Anthony... Like, they should build around Anthony Davis and trade DeMarcus Cousins. they tried to do, though. No, they tried to build up, build around him with another person that was the same position. If they trade him for, like, the first-round pick, like, for the Cavs, and they still tank this year, then they'll have two high picks. Bro, you're dying Kevin on Love. them to the Cavs, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what you want to see. Yeah, moving on to the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> Victor Olifo. Somehow. I don't know how it happened. He just became a great player being the guy on the Pacers. He's always kind of happy. He took it, Paul George's um, locker. That's all he <laughs> needed. He took Paul George's parking spot. That's all he needed. Now he's Paul George. <laughs> yeah. No, but Olifo's been playing but, really I mean, well. He... Year, didn't he average our, like 18 points? Nah, bro. He sucks. He's still <laughs> like, no, he, he averaged He's 17, good. 17, then some change. Yeah, he's still pretty Yeah, but I mean, just averaging 23.9 points a game is a big improvement on yeah, last but year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're also not playing with Russ. It's like, true. Like, you know, Russ, like, even, I'm not docking him saying he's not a great player, but that dude shoots, like, 40 times a game. He's he not getting all his shots. Here on the Pacers, they're seeing him as the man for their future. So now he's actually getting his shots. He's getting his plays as opposed to, hey, give the ball to Russ. He's going to chuck it up, shoot 42%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. but I also think that um, when you have the opportunity, not every guy steps up to the challenge. And it's really cool to see that he's stepped up to the challenge almost immediately. Like, it didn't even take him time to, like, warm up into being, like, the lead guy, which is really cool to see. Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like you've always been able to see, like, flashes of that. I mean... You're averaging 16 points. How old is he? Like 21? Uh, I think he's like 23 now. 23? Yeah, he's yeah. 23. He's still relatively young, so it's probably at that point in his career where he wants to be that guy again. Yeah, so and here's an interesting down? coach. Uh, his head coach, Nick McMillan, saying that he thinks Autolipo could be one of the top players in the league that, um, at some point in his career. Talk about an overreaction. I mean, you know yeah, what? a little bit. 
actually, you might not be wrong because for some reason, every player the Thunder gets rid of is like an MVP, MVP <laughs> candidate the no, next year. A- so maybe this guy's going to be MVP candidate and the Thunder are going to be like, I don't know. I don't know if Kendrick again. Ever became yeah. MVP candidate. You know, you, know, you never know. Maybe in a year or two from now, they he's just going to be like the man. That. No, that would be crazy. Because they got Paul George. They got an MVP. That's true. That's true. But it's, still, it's just crazy. James Harden, Russ, yeah. and KD might all be MVP candidates this year. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just an anomaly. But to say every player that the Thunder have gotten rid of. After it's already starting to look at He's playing great right now. He just got a Eastern yeah, Conference player of the week. That's crazy. That became an MVP. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, the Thunder are probably already worried. James Harden like, almost was MVP. Like, he almost, he was almost MVP twice. No, but I'm saying their only MVP was KD, but he was on the Thunder. When he won, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so not, not because he left, he won. MVP. But he still was an MVP <laughs> candidate last year, but just like way below. Oh yeah, he well, he's a champion he now. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all kudos to Victor Adelipo. He's playing good, and the Pacers are um, impressing some people. I mean, they're on a good winning streak right now. Uh, they're sitting in playoff picture currently, but I do doubt. I don't really know how long you can rely on Sabonis hitting some of those big shots. So I think that number will probably drop and. This might be Victor Adolipo's highest point this season. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see if he can keep it up. I mean, it's still yeah. early. Still too early. It, it's fun to speculate. I, I'm yeah. on his side. I, I'm. I believe he's gonna be like a great, uh, all-star player. Yeah, you next, just said he's. In the next two years, <laughs> in the next two years, Victor Oladipo will be an all-star player. Said it. Oh. All right, you heard it here first. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think Victor Oladipo has a chance of getting another Eastern Conference Player of the Week at some point this season? Yes. Yeah, sure. It's yes. the East. He's gonna drop. Okay. 30, he's gonna drop thirty-five plus in a game this year. You're gonna see D'Angelo Russell get Eastern Conference Player of the Week one of these weeks. He might. Even I do believe that. What did he do I do believe that. Yeah, yeah. He went thirty-three points, five assists. Yep, off good shooting as well. That's the most important thing is that field goal percentage. Because I mean, there's guys like. Last year, Evan Fournier, that scored, like, 25 points off, like, 29 shots or something like that. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, my boy Lonzo, 2 four, 11. Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's pretty regular for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. So, a couple dudes went down. Markel Fultz. We finally know what's going on with him. He's out indefinitely with that shoulder soreness after even the, that whole drama that they went through last last um last week so the 76ers as, as an organization are having some troubles there with markel Fultz um and now jahil okafor what do you think is ben simmons and joel Embiid? is this a bad sign for them or do you th- or do you think they're just kind of brushing it off and just continuing their the badass this, play that they've been on this, this these last two weeks this is classic sixers this is the <laughs> sixers curse just this is just the Sixers. Like, Markel Fultz isn't going to play. He's going to play, like, 30 games. And Joel Embiid is going to get injured in, like, two weeks. And then maybe – I think Ben Simmons, I think he might be good. But he's, I think he's just going to be injured his whole career. Because that's just what happened. I'm not – I mean, like, that's what happens to people on the Sixers. Don't you put that on them, Ricky Bobby. I'm just saying, like, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, like, what's going on over there, bro? What's going on? He's probably going to be injured for like three years. That's Dude, all I'm Blake saying. Blake Griffin missed his whole first year. I mean, I'm not Blake saying Griffin he can't become a good player, but like, 
he's probably just gonna be injured a lot all the time because he got the he got on the Sixers. I'm, as that's what happens to you. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I'm glad that he's sitting out now. He could have tried <laughs> to play through shoulder soreness. That doesn't seem like something that would just keep you out completely. <laughs> but if you're gonna sit and get that completely healthy, I'd rather he miss like 25 games now than like try to come back in a few games and like still be sore. Hey, what's going on with his free throws though? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on now. We talked a little bit about that last podcast come on, too. But yeah. Yeah. You need to listen up on our previous podcast. We spent like at least 25 minutes talking about it. <laughs> Not that long, but <laughs> <laughs> something. But yeah, it's it's the worst. I can shoot better free throws than him for sure. Hey, his coaches <laughs> should be ashamed of themselves. His his, his, his coaches should be ashamed for ignoring that part of his game his whole life because he was so good. For all of you that yeah. missed out, well, I, uh, I was talking about Markel Fultz. Uh, check out last week's podcast, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree. I'm glad to see Markel Fultz sitting this, sitting this out. Um, I mean, the 76ers have somehow built – I mean, through the believe in the process, they've built themselves a pretty decent team. They got a chance of having the next, the future big three and Markel Fultz, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons, who are tearing up the league up to this point. Uh, so they're not really going to make much noise this year. So why not sit out and see what happens next year? Or maybe he's not even out that long, but I'm assuming, I mean, based off how terribly he looked when he shot the ball and refusing to really shoot any three pointer and the free throw just looked horrendous. Um, I'm assuming it's got to be something bad, but I'm glad to see that he's sitting this one out for now. Yeah, for sure. And Chris Paul, we still out, but he's targeting a mid-November return. So it's interesting. We got Chris Paul still out and Kawhi Leonard as well. Um, are we going to see these guys in November, Sean, you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Chris Paul is interesting. Like His knee injury happened almost instantly when the season started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, th- I think it's good he's sitting out now, but it sucks that we're not getting to see him and Harden start gelling on the court until mid-November. But luckily, that's yeah. only a few weeks away, honestly. This season's already, man, already feels like it's flying by. I yeah. Mean, at this point, these are all playoff teams. These are championship contending teams. At this point, I don't think they're worried about, like, the status of their team in November as long as they get that high seed at the end of the season. Like, they're thinking about the postseason. They're not thinking about, like, what their record is now they're just trying to make it through have a good record and uh, focus on that title run so resting chris paul is not the worst thing in the world I'd rather have a 100 percent chris paul than playing with an 80 percent chris paul all season mm-hmm. agree and miles turner still sitting out due to a concussion um i'm not sure how long do these things last i did not realize they lasted this long miles turner has already missed the, the last bad because they only play once a mm-hmm. week but they're out for like a few weeks. Miles Turner's been out for a few weeks, but that's like seven games. So it feels like it's been a long time. Yeah. Nonetheless, his team is still tearing it up. So uh, we'll see how this team does once he comes back. For all we know, maybe we'll see the Indiana Paces in the playoffs. Prove everybody wrong. When Victor Olipo, yeah. like Aaron predicted, <laughs> it does become an all-star this season. <laughs> Paces are always a scary team, man. Remember where you heard it. <laughs> so here we go now to the best performances of the week um carl anthony town go going 33 points 19 rebounds and four blocks against the oklahoma city thunder carl anthony towns has arrived what are some of these other better performances he's he's good there's no doubt in that he's Mm -hmm. honestly revolutionized the three i mean not the three um uh the like the big man position 
because he can do it all from offense, man. He's a very scary player. If he gets his D up a little bit, he's going to be probably one of the greatest big men of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, he might already be the best center in the league. Nah, man, his yeah. defense is way too boo-boo. True. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. He's best offensive, the best offensive center. Yeah, center I'll go with league. that. He's an yeah. efficient player, but mm -hmm. on defense, nah. <laughs> I'll take 31 game and beat. Right. Yeah. And here we go with Kemba Walker getting his first double-double of the season with 34 points, 6 assists, and 10 um, and ten rebounds. October 29th versus oh, the assists. Orlando Magic. 10 assists. <laughs> All right. Hey, Kemba Walker nice. playing good. He's yeah. good. He's good. He's good. Kemba Walker is low-key. Like, he's super underrated, huh? Yes, I agree. He mm -hmm. is so shifty, too. He's not talked about enough. It's just because there's so many good point guards in the NBA. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's a guards league now, so it's kind of hard yeah. to compete because, I mean, look at guys like D-Loading put up 33 points, so he kind of gets shadowed. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 We got Anthony Davis, 39 points and 10 rebounds with three block, also against the Orlando Magic. Man, the <laughs> Orlando Magic just keep getting thrown around. And for as good um, as the Magic have been playing, they've been giving up some big performances. Yeah. Which makes me think, like, I just, that's why I don't see them actually, I think they're going to really just um, fall down and trend down hard after the next couple weeks go by. I, I'm not a believer in the Orlando Magic. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There, mm. I mean, yeah, the there's a lot of teams in the East right now that are overperforming. Like the, you could the Pacers, the Magic, the Pistons. Bro, they lost to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> After back to back beating the Clippers and Warriors. Oh, that's yeah, weird. not wrong there. <laughs> Insane. Too much pressure. That was a horrible game. Got in his head. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and here's what here's one of my favorite ones that you put here is love it. Demontis Sabonis, 22 points, 12 rebounds on 9 for 9 shooting. That was a third performance. Game this year with perfect shooting. Damn. Yeah. And I find that funny because this is a guy that I have just like been like making so much fun of. I just could not believe that this dude was still in the NBA. I just I thought he was going to go to the Pacers and fall to the end of the the bench and then eventually just find his way out of out of this league. But Sabonis is fighting for his roster spot and even Potentially a starting spot on the end in on the Indiana Pacers with that with that kind yeah, of performance. I think, I think he's gonna be starting as long as Miles Turner is out. But once Miles Turner's come back, he's gonna be right back to the bench. But I don't even think that's a bad thing. I, he'll still get a lot of minutes, and he's a threat to get a double double pretty much any night he's playing. Bro, and if you're saying <laughs> yeah. he's over here, perfect shooting three games this season, man. It's so great to have like an efficient player like that off the bench. The bench is where games are won and lost, honestly, sometimes. If you have a bench that can outscore their bench, or if not, they can match up the other team's bench, like, that's genuinely, like, what you need to win a game. Yeah, yeah so. I agree. Um, I think Oklahoma City is probably looking at this and really wishing they had him back. Obviously, they wouldn't trade. They wouldn't reverse the trade and get a bonus back on the team and send Paul George back to Indiana. But they're probably looking like, oh, it would have been nice to have kept some bonus because that's what Oklahoma City might might find themselves lacking in the next couple months as the seeding start rounding out as they lose some games to contenders due to that weak bench. Um, we haven't yet to see any big performances from any bench players over at Oklahoma City. Yeah, I don't think they regret trading away Sabonis and Odolipo, even though they both did. They're doing so well on the Pacers. They just mm -hmm. didn't fit in well with the Thunder system. They're fitting yeah. really well with the Pacers system, though. 
Why does everyone think Trey played good? (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder if Sam Presti's like, oh, what if they would have taken Abrinas instead of Sabonis? (laughs) You know, the Pacers and the Cavs, like in the Eastern Conference Final or something. Wouldn't that be? I wouldn't even be surprised, honestly. Oladipo (laughs) and Sabonis just leading the team. (laughs) That would be pretty epic. Yeah. That would be something. Um, and Chris Middleton, also from the Milwaukee Bucks, 43 points, uh, five rebounds, seven assists with zero turnovers against the Charlotte Hornets. Dude, that's a clean stat line. Mm-hmm. I've been telling you this whole time. I'm like, Chris Middleton, he's for real. Like, Antetokounmpo is not the only good player on that team. Yeah, dude. yeah, he's he's got a nice mid-range shot that I've noticed. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I was questioning this guy because I was like, man, I'm not sure how long you can rely on that. But Chris Middleton up to this point has been playing really well uh, for this team and knocking down those shots. So that's pretty well. Um, and I mean, if he can mesh in well once Jabari Parker comes back, the Bucks yet again, like we've been saying, they're going to be that, that Eastern Conference team to watch out for. Yeah, no, they're, they're already looking like a threat. Antetokounmpo has been MVP status this year. Yeah, and keeping the DeMarcus talk going, DeMarcus (laughs) Cousins just earlier today had 35 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 6 steals, 3 blocks, and 5 made threes against the Timberwolves. Uh, specifically against Carl Anthony Towns, as we were just mentioning, that lacks a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, you gotta look at it like this, man. You got... Demarcus Cousins. I remember Aaron was making a he was making a comment to Sean over here when we we're on a run the other day. He was over here saying like um, Demarcus is the best in the paint. No one could cover him on the post and stuff like that. So look what happens when you put a sorry defender like Carl Anthony Towns on him. He's gonna go off. Yeah, not just in the paint, but potentially also at the top of the key well, yeah, or um, way out at the three point line. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Well, looking at this list, John, who do you think, or you guys, who do you think um, deserves that Dwight Chocolate Performance of the Week award? Who are we giving it to? Uh, I'm giving it to Chris Middleton. Yeah. 43? I think I'm going to give it 43, to Chris. 43, 5, 7. Yeah, you got to give it to Chris. Like. Yeah, Chris stops Porzingis, man. Yeah, I think that's Chris one stops? we might have forgot to mention. 38, 7, and 2 oh. with three blocks against the Nuggets. That's pretty. That is pretty yeah, good. Would be on him, Jokic. Yeah, Jokic or Millsap. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Those are two solid players, man. Kristaps has really put this team on his back. Like he went into the season, like he's always been excited to be a face of a team, and so far he's putting up numbers, man. I'm I'm not sad about it. What is he averaging? Like thirty points a game? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. This is a guy that got booed on draft night as well. So <laughs> yeah, true. I'm sure New York's regretting that. that. Was, like, crying. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he has a picture with them and a Chris Dobbs jersey. Yeah, dude. He probably has a poster Dobbs. in his room and everything. I would punch that kid in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, I'm not taking a picture with you, bro. Take that jersey off. You don't deserve yeah, on- it. Honestly, I'm going to give it to DeMarcus Cousins for this week. I got to say the five made threes is pretty damn impressive. Um, yeah. 35 points. DeMarcus That's Cousins, fair. man. I'm jumping on that train. Yes. He's nice, bro. <laughs> the Cavs need him. <laughs> Backyard boogie. You will not let that go. All right, worst performances. Yeah, so on the flip side of things, we got the worst performances of the week, which are harder to look for because in the box scores, <laughs> they don't really stand out as much. But we found some good ones. 
Uh, Tristan Thompson, a.k.a. Kardashian curse. <laughs> 19 minutes. He's done. <laughs> 19 minutes, one point, <laughs> one block. One turnover and four fouls versus the Knicks. <laughs> Man, he might as well not have played. Yeah, he, he shouldn't have even gotten off the bench, man. That is horrendous. I'm assuming the one point is because he missed one of his free throws, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. He was in there 19 <laughs> minutes and that's all he did? Yeah. I could do that in 19 minutes. <laughs> I might be able to get a point in <laughs> oh, actually, I can't get a block, though. There's no way I get a block. Could you get a turnover? I could definitely get a turnover. <laughs> Bro, I can draw a foul. I get four fouls. I get four throws. fouls. Yeah, four fouls is easy. How you going to give him 19 minutes? Wow, that's sad. <laughs> what makes me sad is he missed one of the two free throws. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think he might have saved himself a little bit by at least mm-hmm. making one because that would have been even hell an even more hellish uh, stat line. 0 for 2 from the free throw line. He's been playing with zero like points. Last year's finals, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was on the. I was gonna bring up uh, next up on that list is D'Angelo Russell, uh, three for 12, 12 point six turnovers versus the Denver Nuggets. Hey, like yeah. John said, that night he took an L, but the other night he bounced back. That's <laughs> true. That's all that matters. Yeah. It's all about bouncing back, man. Yeah, that was kind of an outlier for him. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it's indicative of anything. He's been balling out, no, like despite that game. Yeah. Oh my um, God. Paul Millsap. Other, yeah, yeah, Paul Millsap. We'll move on to Paul Millsap here. We got 34 yeah. minutes, two for 13 shooting, eight points, and fouled out. <laughs> I'm not surprised. This is my this is my my fantasy basketball bus pick that I made. Uh, I think this is the type of season that I thought Paul Paul Millsap was gonna have. Uh, he's he's him? he's getting he old. He didn't draft him. Oh. Yeah, he avoided him. Yeah. This is a guy that was ranked in the had a good season at all. No, ranked in the top thirty. Like I said, this guy was gonna fall possibly to like maybe the top eighty. He was not gonna have a good season. He has Joe Kick there. He's he's old. He doesn't have quite the jump anymore. He's just not gonna be the Mister Consistent that he was in back in Atlanta. Speaking of fantasy, you're playing Scott this week, right? Yeah. How's that going? Not very good. Not very good. (laughs) Uh, like I said, that Joel Embiid Ben Simmons combo right now is tearing up the league. Um, <laughs> Tobias Harris had an inconsistent night. He somehow uh, played horrible against the defensive monsters that are the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> monsters. <laughs> nah, not very well. Um, Dwight Howard had himself a horrible performance. Not quite like everybody else to make this list, but he was pretty close. He went one for six, uh, two rebounds, um, two and rebounds? like two turnovers. Something like that. First game that he, first game he played without um, getting double-digit rebounds, which has been pre- really, cons- which has been every single game, which is really well, f- which is pretty good for him, especially at this stage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on here, we got a pretty bad one. This might take the cake. Rodney Hood <laughs> puts in twenty minutes, zero for eleven shooting, with two rebounds and two assists to go with it. Bro, you bound to make oh. one. <laughs> Why are you shooting oh, so Ronnie much? Hood. Like why why you keep shooting? The Mamba mentality, man. The more <laughs> yeah, you shoot, the more you have like Ingram right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many four shots, nothing's going in. He did have that game tying layup against uh, the Pistons. Yeah, but he's or also like Pistons. three for twelve every other game. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, I I gotta say I'm a little surprised. I thought Ronnie Hood was gonna have a better season up to this point, but it looks like him and Donovan Mitchell are definitely um, a fair comparison right now to see who are in fair competition to see who takes the more minutes at that position because Ronnie Hood is yet again just like last year is a little, is too inconsistent with his shot. Um, Should have put some work in in the summer. I'm not sure what's going mm-hmm. on there. Maybe he's having a struggle in getting some the space that he wants. But yeah, on the flip side 11. of this argument with Donovan Mitchell, he actually, in the same game, he put up 28 points off the bench. Donovan Mitchell did? Yeah, he did. So he's looking like, like, Rodney Hood started this game, but he got less minutes than Donovan Mitchell because Mitchell is actually balling out. Mm-hmm. These rookies, so there man, you go. they're coming up. Yeah, they're coming up. Yeah, this is a really good rookie class, surprisingly. Even some of these picks outside of the Lonzo Ball and Markel Fold, some of these other guys are actually playing really good. De'Aaron Fox, uh, Donovan Mitchell. I guess you'd say Ben Simmons. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good. I don't think you can count Ben Simmons as a rookie, man. He's had one whole year to develop. But he yeah. is a rookie, technically. Technically. I don't like that. Embiid wins rookie. Wait, did Embiid win rookie? No, he didn't play enough games. Okay. Uh, it was not yeah. Brogdon. The, yeah, see, the fact that. Embiid was still considered a rookie in his like third year. Yeah, <laughs> like come on, nah. nah. <laughs> I don't care how many games you play. Yeah, here's another one that I put here. It's instead of one specific guy, but I just put the Detroit Pistons as a whole. Uh, I think they played horrible against the Lakers. There was little effort, and not only that, but they up until the the last four minutes left in the fourth quarter, which was essentially garbage time at that point, as they were down by like 27 points. They had only taken one free throw, which was a three point play from Reggie Jackson. I'm not sure how that happens. I don't think the re- I don't think you can you can yell conspiracy at this one. I think the Detroit Pistons went out there and just did not want to play that game. There was no driving to the basket, no aggression whatsoever. And the Lakers aren't known of being a smart defensive team. If you drive to the basket, the late with Brook when Brook Lopez is on the bench, the Lakers are undersized. Julius Randle, Larry Nance Jr. are gonna have to foul you and or Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Not so sure. I don't know if do you count this as a worse performance for the Pistons or just a really good defensive performance for the Lakers? And I, I went back and forth on that, and I, I don't want to say it's not a good performance for the Lakers because if they won this game, it has to somehow have been a good performance because their defense, their defense is horrible, horrendous. So you got to give them some credit there, but I think a lot, a lot more of it is. The fact that the Pistons just were not, there was no aggression. There was no drives to the basket. They they, they, they attempted so many threes um, and very little of them went in. And they're kind of relying on guys like Tobias Harris, who's a streaky dude. Reggie Jackson, who can be streaky as well. Stanley Johnson, who had the one of the worst performances that we had last week. What did he go 0 for 12 or something? Yeah, 0 for 13. Yeah, 0 for 13. So you're relying on streaky guys. Um, and that's essentially why they lost that game at the end of the day. They scored 95 points. They also weren't trying on defense because the Lakers ended up getting getting up to 110 points. Um, so there's that. That's that's mine. So I think it's it is a bad performance on the Pistons' part. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So who do you think right here? Who gets um the worst performance of the week? Who gets the little clown red nose on their nose? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give it to Tristan Thompson. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a big man you gotta do something for your team especially if you want to consider yourself part of that like championship dynasty like back to back 
back-to-back, like, going every year to the championship. You can't be putting up some BS numbers like that. <laughs> you got to do a little better. Yeah, he's paid way too much to do that. 19 <laughs> minutes. That's a lot of time. <laughs> I think I'm going Tristan Thompson as well. Yeah, I think we're all in consensus there. <laughs> Tristan Thompson, worst performance of the week. But guess what, Tristan Thompson? You got more weeks to redeem yourself. Not only that, but you might even have the playoffs. So, balls on your core, bro. And you have a richer girlfriend than you, so you're all good. <laughs> That's true. So let's look at these rising star teams. The Detroit Pistons, despite being blown out by the Lakers, are still sitting at a, on a 5-3 and three record um, with some legitimate wins against some of the better teams in the Western Conference, including the Clippers and the Warriors. Is this the real deal or what? Or is what's happening here? Possibly might have happened. What I think is uh, they went in like ready to game against the Clippers and the Warriors. They went in ready to play. They probably, after those two wins, were kind of like on a high, and it's like, oh, it's the Lakers. We don't really have to try. We don't really have to play hard against them. But the Lakers came out ready to prove something. Lakers came out ready to play, and mm -hmm. that ball kid balled. <laughs> and yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I do think the Pistons are pretty impressive, though. They beat two really good teams, so I think they're the real deal. Like, having the ability to even do that is impressive. So, I mean, I think... At this point, we have to call them an outside or inside looking out playoff mm -hmm. team. Um, th they have to just keep playing as well as they are, though. They can't let up. Yeah, I think just kind of like how I mentioned earlier, I think they're a streaky team. They rely a lot on their outside shooting. If that's falling for them, then, yeah, they might be a really good team. If it's if they live and die by it and they don't and those shots aren't going in, they could go on some big losing streaks. Uh, they do have some question marks with um, in terms of like Andre Drummond. Um, I would like to see a little bit more effort on the defensive end for a big guy like him on the boards. He's killing it. Um, so, like I said, if they if those shots go in, yeah, I think they might be the real deal. Didn't Joel Embiid call him a bum the other day or something? Yeah, I called him out. <laughs> said um, Drummond doesn't play defense. So Drummond Aww. said, um, "What day are they December, playing in December?" Like something. Yeah, he's like, "I'm coming for you." Oh, that's going to be man. a cool matchup to watch. German yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Embiid's still healthy. That's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, he better make day. it to that game. He's going to be, oh, I want to play Drummond, but like my foot. <laughs> my foot and my ankle and my hand. They're my all, neck oh. and my back. My neck and my back. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another interesting one. The Orlando Magic also sitting on a 5-2 and two record. Currently first place in the East. Are they? Are they still in the first place? Um, I'd have to take a quick check, but I'm pretty sure they are. Oh, second place. Oh, well, they're tied essentially with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, both that. Well, so they won again, so they're both six and two. Mm-hmm. The Orlando Magic, what do you think? Are we looking at the real deal here? Nope. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. I agree, though. They don't. They still don't have anybody that's like a star player on that team. Who's they have the magic, bro. So they got Aaron Gordon. Uh, he's he's he's, he's, good. he's still young. Yeah, he's Evan rising. Fournier. Yeah, they're like good players, but they're just not that same level that like you expect from a playoff team. Mm -hmm. um, I do really like a guy that we're gonna talk about a little more. Jonathan Simmons is coming off the bench. He's looking yeah. pretty, pretty nice right now. Um, they they'll probably make the playoffs though in the East. Yeah, they probably won't do anything though. No, yeah, I, they don't. They don't look like they have the depth 
they don't look like they have the team to do it. They don't have that, like, killer instinct to do it. It's too early to kind of determine. We're way ahead of ourselves to be looking into the crystal ball here. Yeah. I think we're looking at the perfect ingredients of, of a first-round sweep in the Orlando Magic, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to get so much hype for that first-round matchup and then go up against, like, the Celtics and then yeah. just get clobbered. Yeah, I'm interesting. I'm interested in seeing Vucevic and seeing how this guy develops over the season, um, whether or not he's just on a hot streak or is he legitimately going to be one of the top big men in this league. Uh, he had some dominating first couple games, but yeah, let's see if he starts better. to slow down or not. Yeah, it'll be it'll be cool to see. Like, I I ho- hope they do well, but I mm-hmm. just I just can't see it being sustained. Yeah, same here. Jonathan Simmons is good though. He's but, good. Um, I like him. Yeah. He used to be on the Spurs. Yeah, he was on the Spurs. Yeah, got, out of the D League, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like twenty nine. He's, he's yeah. twenty eight. Yeah, but he's only been in the league two years. Yeah. So here's some guys that. Are deserve some mentioning some of our rising stars of this week some of them we've already talked about but some we haven't um demontis sabonis how could we not talk about this guy uh dominating with his shootings ever since miles turner went out with that concussion and he's been helping his team win scoring some double doubles in four of his seven games with perfect shooting from three um and getting a double double in 13 minutes versus the sacramento kings how about that that's super impressive 13 minutes that's like mm-hmm. one quarter. You get double-double. <laughs> you can't sleep on those guys, man. The ones coming off the bench, and as soon as they get that opportunity, man, those are the ones that are hungry. Those are the ones you can't sleep on. Like, the yeah. second they get that opportunity, they're trying to go off because they're trying to make themselves a name. They're trying to get themselves noticed. They want to play. They're not in the league because they're just trying to sit on a bench. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of players are, but, like, guys like this that are just trying to prove themselves just got traded or if not they're seen as worthless – got traded as a bag like a bag of skittles or something <laughs> so, like, they're just trying to prove themselves they're hungry yeah agree yeah so i think we need to talk about how good ben simmons already is nah bro he could be better <laughs> <laughs> right yeah I'm, I'm here i'm saying it from the source himself man. yeah after the sixers beat the rockets he quoted saying i thought i'd be playing better at this point honestly i need to pick it up wow Dude, i'm excited to see this guy play he's so nice like 610 point guard that's crazy his all of his passes are super clean he has like he likes to do the little fancy ones and he could kind of shoot a little bit too and take it in yeah man i mean you can already see flashes of that at lsu he was probably like the only player in recent history since like in my opinion since like lebron james i was ready to go pro out of high school Ben Simmons was already ready. He's big. He wasn't just straight drafted off of, like, potential like a lot of these players. Like we mentioned, it's like, oh, they drafted him because he was seven feet. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, he has the skill. He wasn't drafted just because he's 6'10 at the age of, like, 17. Like, he would, he's a, he could ball. He's able to play. Yeah, he yeah, can do I, anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been impressed. Um, I mean, you hear a, a lot of the hype when he was coming in, but to actually see it in fruitation – in front of him with NBA defenders it's impressive really for such a young guy and a dude who doesn't have that much experience in the NBA up until this point so the way he's playing I think it's impressive I'm I'm kind of surprised with that quote and really if I if I had to answer his quote I'd be dude just give it it's only a matter of time like I wouldn't be surprised if these averages um go slightly up by one or two points in the next in the next month or so 
Well, yeah. you seen his last two games. He scored, what, 24 points in the last two games, 10 assists, almost a triple-double in the last two games. What did he do? To, did he play tonight or last night? Uh, I forget, but, yeah, it was he almost <laughs> got another triple-double. Yeah, he I, was, like, 24 points, 10 assists, and 9 rebounds. Yeah, and he's been doing that really consistently. Like, if you <laughs> look at his averages now, they're almost a triple-double. Like, the assists are 7.7, but that's still super high. Yeah, that's great. We're foot ten. Yeah. 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 I think the thing is, just imagine if the 76ers were, were a better team, some more guys were knocking down those shots. Uh, th- that assist number might even get a little bit higher yeah, in the next JJ coming Reddick's years. JJ has got to help him out. Yeah. Yeah, Redick is uh, probably just adjusting. All these other players on the Sixers have been playing together. They're all on the same boat. They all have, they're all trusting that same process and stuff. But JJ Redick just kind of jumped on, like, when in the summer? Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. fairly new to the program. He's fairly new to having to pull up and from certain spots not being the man at the like how he was at the clippers mm-hmm. yeah another dude having a breakout year is christoph porzingis with a 29 point average um and scoring 30 plus in five of, of six games so far the new york knicks um they got annis Cantor too has been playing pretty well do you think they're gonna make some noise or is christoph porzingis kind of just carrying a bunch nah. of dead weight <laughs> nah, <laughs> to quote aaron nope yeah. <laughs> Wait, but I low key feel like the Knicks. I don't know. I feel nah, like they kind of didn't do that bad in that trade. Like Tim Hardaway. I feel oh, like they. No, Tim Hardaway no. Jr. is not bad. <laughs> He's not. Who good. else did they get? Brother, only that wasn't even a trade. I think it was free agency. Was oh yeah. I mean, I don't think it was that much of a loss of them losing Carmelo. Like it just wasn't gonna work out. And I kind of feel like now they just focus on Porzingis and move on. Yeah, they're yeah. Really getting Kyrie, man. I think they're, yeah, I think they're on the right right path right now. Getting rid of Phil Jackson was good. That too. was the best step they, they could. They got ten good. years. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and then on the Magic side, Jonathan Simmons, a twenty eight year old guy, former D League player, uh, former dude who paid one hundred and fifty dollars for a tryout. He's having a breakout year and. Really, I think me and you, Sean, both predicted this for him. We thought he was going to go to the Orlando Magic and have a great season. And up to this point, it's proving true. 16 points, uh, three assists, two rebounds off the bench with 53% shooting. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see this. Like, he's going to keep earning more time on that team because, they. I mean, as well as they've been playing, they still don't have a first option. And he's been putting up, I think he put up 20 points or more in the last Mm -hmm. three of the last four games. So he's seeing an increased role. I think he's getting more confident in himself as a player. And he's yeah. a freak athletically. And as yeah. I mentioned earlier, man. You gotta, it's crazy. You gotta, t- oh, go for it. Oh, finish your thought. Oh, I was going to say, like, you got to look at it. All those hungry players, man. This guy, like you mentioned earlier, $150 to try out. He's 28 years old, second year player in the league. Like, this guy wants to play. Obviously, he hasn't quit on his dream. All these players, once they go like 23, 24, they start going overseas, China, all those kind of places. But this guy just keeps trying out, kept playing in the D League, took his spot of like, what, averaging three minutes a game on the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and being in the D League for multiple years. Uh, this guy's a really cool story, though. I mean, he has four daughters, was considering giving up on his dream to play in the NBA, uh, but kept getting some opportunities, and it's really cool to see they finally made it. Now now his daughters are living pretty well. Yeah, I bet. 
going to Disney World every single day or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and what what a loss for the San Antonio Spurs. They probably would have loved to have to keep this guy, especially um, seeing his numbers go up and his performances continue to improve. That would have definitely helped out the Spurs. But kudos to Jonathan Simmons. He followed his own path and now he's uh, he's blazing he's blazing it up in the league. Um, somebody else is TJ Warren probably gaining a lot more now that Eric Bledsoe is sitting on. This is a yeah. dude who just scored 40 points, man. De- definitely did not see that happening. I wish I would have. Then I would have picked him up off the waiver wire because this <laughs> yeah, dude I'm, is I'm balling. Dude, I, this, I did not predict this at all. He's no. actually been having some really good games lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, yeah, it's, it's, I've seen the signs every now and then and in the previous years he would show signs of being able to be that guy who can do it all and he could go on some hot streaks but now he's actually doing it somewhat consistently and to do it this early in the season maybe it's a sign that this is maybe he can he can really step up his averages maybe this dude can average like 16 points a game and and help the phoenix suns not be the last team in the western conference this year and the suns are actually winning games to that point like i think they're getting pretty close to 500 after that horrible start yeah like we mentioned earlier they right now have more wins than the cleveland cavaliers which <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing yeah crazy to think but uh to close this out let's close it out with um some talk with david nuaba and lonzo ball but first lonzo people. ball yeah first lonzo ball i gotta say he's finally starting to look like an average nba player because oh <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say man there's a lot of laker fans out there um who have been hyping this guy up and hyping some of his performances but like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, outside of the Phoenix Sun, that game against the Phoenix Suns, I did not think Lonzo Ball had been playing that well. Um, I think the stat line was a little bit inflated due to how much playing time he got. But this game against the Pistons, he actually did it efficiently. Um, he looked like a dude that belongs in the NBA. Also, the Lakers look like a team that belonged in the NBA. They're playing defense. They're playing the effort. They're shooting the ball efficiently. Um, and I don't know whether you want to give say that it was the Detroit Pistons' horrendous uh, performance or the Lakers' defense, but somehow they held the Pistons to only one free throw the entire game, or at least up until the last four minutes where they took two more free throws. But still, Yeah, and they've well. been really exciting to watch, too. There's going to be some big matchups for Lonzo against Damian Lillard tomorrow mm-hmm. and the Nets on Friday going up against D'Angelo Russell. That's a big game. Huge. Yeah, that'll <laughs> That's- be a huge one, man. The rivalry yeah. really can lead the team. <laughs> I think D'Angelo's gonna just go off. Yeah, you think he'd get yeah. Lonzo? Yeah, he just kind of like, has that like fire. Oh yeah, like, no, he just like gets like mad, you know? Yeah, and he actually like has NBA experience. Yeah, he's just gonna yeah. be mad. Like I, he's gonna have more motivation than Lonzo. Yeah, I love Lonzo Ball. He's my favorite player in the NBA right now. He's the reason I was so excited <laughs> to be watching this season. But yeah. dude. Like, if you're going to be shooting 2-4-11, you're going to be making all these mistakes. I get it. You're a rookie. But what mm-hmm. the hell are you doing making rap songs, making your own emojis, <laughs> out here doing all this ridiculous stuff? Dude, go get in the gym. Work on that shot. You're shooting 0-5 on average from the three-point line. <laughs> this is me from a fan. Like, dude, work on that shot. That step back that you used to take in college, that's now a normal three-pointer. So those step backs mm-hmm. you're taking in the pros – that's even deeper than you've ever taken in your life, man. Like, you got to focus. Like, everyone yeah. on the Lakers, to me, I'm frustrated because they look like they're trying to be the man. They're trying to develop this identity. 
like that first game against the Clippers, it was a bunch of individuals just trying to prove mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Ingram forcing shots, Julius Randle playing like me if I played on the Lakers, <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo Ball, every single play felt like he had to make a play. He didn't just play the game. I feel like that's his issue sometimes. He always tries to make sure every single play he either gets an assist or a point or something like that. It's just they're a frustrating team to watch until they figure out that whole what their role is on the team. When they, they're all young and they're all really high picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Big I'm, egos. Yeah, I think to Lonzo Ball, I think it's just a matter of him getting – it took him a little bit longer than some of these other rookies to get com- comfortable with the pace of the NBA. Um, like you look back on some of these games as he missed a lot of wide open layups on the right hand or the left hand. Um, and some of those were finally starting to go in against the Pistons. And I think that's a, that's a large part and why he had a good game, which makes it even more frustrating because when you watch it, it's not like he's missing difficult shots. He's missing wide open threes, which is understandable to a point, but to miss wide open layups, um, consistently uh, multiple times in a single game. That's a little bit frustrating, but that Pistons game, he looked good. He, he, I wouldn't say he looks great, but he finally looked like a guy who belongs in the NBA, which is one step in the right direction, in my, in my opinion. Things to come. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, but I'm still not getting super hyped up on it. I still need to see more, but I'm glad that they got this win, and I hope, it, I hope things go good against the Blazers. Not predicting, not predicting anything crazy. I think Damian Leonard is going to light them up. Um, and that performance against the Nets is going to be important, I think. It'll be interesting to see what goes down there. But uh, yeah, moving on from there, David Nwaba, the San Luis Obispo native, in the starting lineup for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, if you're going to talk about hype right now, <laughs> I'm so hyped for David Nwaba. Oh, my gosh. When I saw that box score tonight, I was like, wait, he's in the top part of the box score now. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome. It's yeah. like, sure, it's the Bulls. Like, they suck. But, hey, it's a Cal Poly grad <laughs> making it in the NBA. He got 11 rebounds tonight, two blocks, yeah. all the hustle stats. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Make it to the NBA. Yeah, man, I remember I went to go eat at Firestone. I was like, why the hell do they have a David Nwaba jersey frame? Like, oh, you slow. I'm like, heck yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Like, if I was in the same year as him or if I went to slow, I'd probably be bragging. Like, yeah, I went to school with Dwayne, David Nwaba. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me, man. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's just David Nwaba. That level, man. Love it. So what do you think? What do you think, Sean? You think David Nova can carry the can carry the Chicago Bulls team and beat out the Orlando Magic for that last um, eight spot in the East Eastern Conference playoffs just to get swept by either the Celtics <laughs> or the Cavaliers? <laughs> oh man, don't do that to me right now. <laughs> just let me enjoy <laughs> the moment. Aaron Potts. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good good kudos to him, but yeah, as a team, the Bulls, I don't see them going far. Nope. But David Nwaba. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the podcast. Don't forget to like our Facebook page. And if you like this podcast, like us on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, or Google Play. Um, Also, check us out on YouTube, potentially, when we put out some more videos. Yeah, check out that video we got. (laughs) And uh, Aaron, Mark, thanks for joining us on this podcast. It was fun. Oh, man, just hope you enjoyed having us on, man. Anytime. Anytime. (laughs) I'm sure we'll have you on again.